Thanks for joining the Joshua Nation's Inheritance Podcast, where we discuss God, the Bible, and God's purpose for your life. Be inspired and encouraged to engage in transforming the world around you. Well, hello, friends, family, uh, brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, today, I want to bring you a message uh, that I titled, Serving the God of the Breakthrough. And uh, I'm sure a lot of you that uh, find yourselves in the crazy times that we live in um, really need a breakthrough. And uh, so we're just going to open up the word and uh, see what we can do and how we serve the God of the breakthrough. So we're going to start by reading Genesis 1, verse 26 through 28. So if you could open your Bibles, for those of you who have your Bibles, and uh, if you don't, just follow along with us. So Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 through 28. Then God said, Let us make man in our own image, according to our own likeness. Let us let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and of the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves in the earth so I also would like you to turn to Genesis 2 verse 7 and 8 so Genesis 2 7 through 8 and the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils and breathed life into him. And man became a living being. And the Lord planted a garden eastwards in Eden. And there he put man, the man whom he had formed. So Genesis 2, 7 is basically just a repeat of Genesis 1 verse 26 but it gives us a little bit more insight you see we look like God and even the air that we breathe is God's air it's his life that he breathed into us so just consider this God made everything he made all the plants, all the animals. And he spoke to them and he said, live. And they just started moving and growing and, and, and they just lived. But with you and me, he took some special time. He actually took time to form you. He made you. I, um, my background is uh, I had a Christian school that uh, my wife and I founded in South Africa. And so when I teach to the children, I become very animated. So I used to tell them, you know, God looked at this and he called it a hand. And he looked at these funny things and he saw that there's five of them and he called them fingers. 
and he formed them. And he said, that's a hand. And then he made the head. And he saw two indentations and he put your eyes in and he took a little thing out and he called it a nose and he made a, a, a big hole in the middle of the face and he called it a mouth. So that's what I tell the kids. So God, what, what, what I'm trying to get at is God took time when he made you and me and he held up a mirror and in the mirror he could see himself. So can you imagine how much authority and power you have just because you are made in his image. Sometimes you wonder why people can do such great things. Well, we're made in the image of God. And just being made in the image of God makes you great. But sadly, we gave up. And we don't receive the promises that Jesus have for us. And we don't let God lead. And we don't have the life that, we, that God intended us to have. So Jeremiah 1 verse 5 is one of my favorite verses. Where he says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And I made you to be a prophet to the nations. So before God made you, he had a plan for you. And he's got a plan for you today doesn't matter what the world looks like but it's for us to figure out what this plan looks like so your relationship with God will tell you what your plan in God will look like and it's one of my favorite scriptures when when I just get down on myself and and I'm not having a good day then I recite Jeremiah 1 verse 5 to me and uh, maybe just a little bit of a rabbit trail it's good to memorize scripture because if you have that scripture memorized and you put it away in your heart, then when you get into times of trouble, you can pull those scriptures out. You don't necessarily have to have the word, although this is really important and spending time in the word is really important. But to memorize it and, and just flood yourself with the scriptures. I remember um, as, a, as a child, uh, I used to wake up at night and, and, and I would get afraid. I, I would see things, not necessarily that they were there, but um, I had the scripture memorized that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. So when I would wake up and be afraid of something, I would just start reciting that verse over and over again in my bed. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a love, power, and a sound mind. So when I was a kid, the spirit of fear was the important part to me. But now that I'm um, grown up and I have my own children, uh, the sound mind is a more important part to me. So um, I think that there are so many Christians that, uh, that cannot make good decisions because they've got all these influences from outside messing up their mind. So again, it's a good scripture to pray and just ask God, Lord, just give me a sound mind. We see that God created us 
with a specific purpose, coming back to Jeremiah 1 verse 5. God created you with a specific purpose. You are not just a person that walks around that have no purpose. You have a purpose. Jeremiah 29, 11, we see that God even has thoughts concerning us. He wants us to prosper. Also an important verse to have. God wants you to prosper. The problem is we get in the way. You and me, our physical man, we get in the way. We live according to the flesh man and not according to the spirit man. So Romans, it's going to take me a little while to get there. Um, I didn't mark it off, so maybe some of you can get there before I can. Um, Acts and Romans. Romans 10, excuse me, Romans 8, verse 4 through 10. Romans 8, verse 4 through 10. Make sure that I've got the right verse. Yes, Romans 8, verse 4 through 10. We'll start, we'll pick it up in verse 5. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit in things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So if you have your mind in the Spirit, and if you live according to the Spirit, you will have a mind of peace. And peace, especially in these times that we're living in, is so important. If you can flood your mind with a mind of peace. Verse 8, Then, so then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God, but those who are in the flesh, but those who are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. So if you have the Spirit of God, you are righteous. I don't care what you feel like. I don't care what you tell yourself. I know what the Bible says. That if you believe in Jesus and He has forgiven your sins, you are righteous. Righteous meaning in right standing with and you are standing in right standing with Jesus. And therefore, we can come into the throne room of God with boldness and make our requests known before Him. And that's really important. So many of us think that we are not good enough and we are so weighed down with sin. And we are Christians, yes, but we haven't realized to the full extent what Jesus did on the cross for us. So, and He took away all sins. You are blameless before God. When you stand before God, you are blameless. 
because he views you through the blood of Jesus. So, like Paul says, does that mean I will keep on sinning? No way. I will not keep on sinning. I will live my life to try and be like Jesus so that I can be an example to others. We want to have all the blessings of God, but we are not willing to do anything from our side. We have turned God into a sugar daddy. Our mentality is one of what can God do for us instead of what can we do for God? So many times I, I hear Christians saying, I am a servant of God. I serve Jesus. What are you doing to serve God? How are you involved? So many Christians don't even give their tithes and offerings. That's where the blessing comes. I heard a, a prophet once saying when I was in the village churches uh, speaking in Africa that uh, if you want to have a long life, give me all your money. And that's the way it works out there. But the scripture says if you want to have a long life, then honor your mother and your father. A long life has got nothing to do with what you give. But God says, if you give your tithes and your offerings, I will open up the floodgates of heaven upon you. And he says, try him in this. The only place where he says, try him in this is with finances. If you give, God says, try me in this and see if I won't open the floodgates of heaven. And you know the last time God opened up the floodgates of heaven? was when he flooded the earth with Noah and he said he'll never do it again. So the only other time we see the floodgates of heaven is in your giving. Try, see if God doesn't want to bless you. But we've turned God into a sugar daddy. And like I said, it's all about what God can do for us, not what we can do for God. And yet we call ourselves servant of the most high God. We stand in church and say, Lord, here I am. I'm here to serve you. But what do we do to serve? Maybe that's why the church is in the situation that it's in, in the state that it's in. You see, God is coming back for a strong bride, not a little girl with a dirty dress. So God wants you to be strong. You know, You've got the power of life and death in your tongue. The Word says you've got power of life and death in the tongue. What you speak over yourself is what's going to come to pass. As a man thinks, so easy. What do you think about yourself? Are you negatively wired or are you positively wired? And if you are negatively wired, you need to rewire yourself. Go to Jesus. That's the great electrician when it comes to wiring of the brain. And ask Him. And start speaking over yourself and be positive. Be positive over your wife. Be positive about your kids. There are many scriptures that speak to you blessing your children so that they can be blessed. It is so important to bless your children. I have the privilege of 
putting my children to bed at night and I really like putting them to bed at night because we can pray together. And uh, in the season that we are find ourselves in, just having moved from Africa off the mission field back to Colorado and uh, finding ourselves in Arvada, the boys and I started praying for a pickup truck. And um, because we're truck people, and my boys are truck people. They're 100% boy. So as we saw in Genesis, God created male and female. My boys are 100% male. They like trucks. They like guns. They like to play in dirty, um, in dirt. And uh, um, coming from Africa, they even like to walk around uh, barefoot. Still do. And uh, my wife's got the hardest time trying to keep their shoes on because everywhere we go, they, we go with the shoes and then we leave barefoot. So we always got to go and track down the shoes. So I've told her, just leave the kids. Um, they will start wearing shoes when they are ready. So we started praying for a truck and we were very specific in our prayer. We wanted a big American truck and uh, we wanted it with big wheels and uh, I'm on a maroon kick. I, I'd like it to be maroon. And um, so we were praying for that for a while. And uh, after going to one of our Joshua Nations prayer meetings where we were lifting up the nations, we walked out. And one of the gentlemen that was there came up to me and handed me the keys to his truck and said he believes God uh, wants him to give the truck to me. And uh, the first words out of my mouth was, are you crazy, man? And he said, no, I believe God wants you to have this truck. So it was so good that I could spend time praying with my sons who are still 8 and 12 years old and that they could see that if you pray um, for something and that you pray specifically for something, God is in the specifics because this power of life and death in our tongues. And I have to admit, it did a lot for me too. Uh, my wife had to point out to me that even the color of the truck is what you prayed for. I, I, I was so overwhelmed that I, I couldn't. And, and driving to show the boys the truck, I, I literally had tears rolling down my eyes. So God is really good to us. God is really good to you. God really wants to bless you too. So how do you view God? Is God an angry man like your father was? Because usually we view our heavenly father the way we view our earthly father. Maybe you have to go and forgive your earthly father so that you can have a relationship with God. So many people I found in ministry don't have a relationship with God the Father because of the connectation that they have with their earthly father, which might have been bad. Maybe you were blessed. Maybe you had a good father that wanted to bless you. You see, it's easy for us to have a relationship with Jesus because Jesus is the one who died on the cross for us. He's our savior. He's our brother. And it's easy to go to our brother. And in Africa, I always say, people have a hard time in Africa because to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit because spirits in Africa are real. Ghosts in Africa are very real to the people and they're really afraid of them. 
but he's there to help you. So when you take the Bible and you start reading it, that's where you say, Holy Spirit, please, while I'm reading this, just open up the passages to me so that I understand what I'm reading, so that I can build relationship with you and with Father God. The Holy Spirit is real. It's not something that we have to be afraid of. He's there to help you. Maybe you've got a business decision. Maybe you've got a decision to make in, at your place of work. Maybe as a family you have a place uh, decision to make. And so you ask, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I just ask you to come in and help me with this. Maybe you need to have a difficult conversation with somebody. And so many times when, when I'm helping people or um, talking to people and um, I just invite Holy Spirit counseling when I'm counseling people I just invite Holy Spirit I say Holy Spirit just come in we really need you we need your word we need to understand what you're saying in this situation he's there to help you we all know that the word says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God Romans 10 verse 17 but we also need to be doers of the word and not hearers only James 1 verse 22 and so many Christians are sitting and they're just hearing the words they are not doers and we miss out on so many blessings because we are only hearers of the word and we don't put feet to our faith Maybe it's time for you to put feet to your faith. What does God have for you? I'm challenging you today. What does God have for you? God wants to use you right where you're at. God loves you. And He wants to be in your situation. Maybe you need to ask God for some divine appointments. Maybe there are people out there that you have a word for and that you can make a difference in their lives. Ephesians 5 verse 1, be imitators of God as dearly beloved children. And the image that comes to my mind is when we were growing up, we had a, uh, on the television, we had an ad of a father walking down the beach and you have these little boys that were trying to step in the father's footsteps and they had to reach because their steps are of course much smaller than their father's footsteps but they were trying and it's the same way with us in our Christian life and in our Christian growth that we need to imitate God try and step in father's footsteps in the beginning it's going to be hard because we take small footsteps and it's good at least we're taking footsteps and, and, and not just standing still in one place. Start stepping where God is stepping. Find out where God is working and join Him. If you are not happy in your church, I'm not telling you to leave the church. Maybe you need to check your heart and see Maybe God wants to move you. One of the hardest things that I had to do in the, the last two years 
was to give up my ministry that I planted, my school, my, my missions into Zambia and driving and, and friends and move back here. But I knew God had something for me. It took us three years to finally make the decision and I'm so happy that God takes time to walk us through it. Is it easy? No, it's not easy. A few years ago, maybe two, I had the privilege of going to visit the Ark in Kentucky. And it's a magnificent structure. If you've never been there, I really urge you to go. And I was walking through the Ark and God just showed me how beautiful and magnificent it was. And I said, God, what do you want to show me? What do you want to teach me at the Ark? And God says, when I give you something to do, you're going to work. Because it took Noah over a hundred years to build the ark. And they'd never seen rain before. The earth was just set up that they'd never seen a flood. When he told people that the flood was going to come, they thought he was crazy. When I left my ministry with an income and a house that was almost paid off and my beautiful truck, I know, truck guys, I left all that behind and walked into something new. It's not easy, but I trust God daily. My wife and I take walks in the morning and we just pray. We just lay foundation in prayer. We try and do it daily. That's not always easy, but we try and make time. We're just her and I take hands, go for a 30 minute walk and we just pray. She prays, I pray, we talk, we dream. And we know that God is in us, in, in it for us. You see, all of us will stand before God one day. And all our works are going to be burnt up. And when that happens, what is going to be left of yours? What works will you show? I just said God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And God wants to be there for us. And that's what I want to leave you with today. I'd like to challenge you today in the way that you're serving God. What is there that you need to do to get where God wants you to be? You know, the time of being an apathetic Christian is coming to an end. The time of you just being a pew warmer is coming to an end. We're going into a time where you're going to have to take sides. You're going to have to pick a side. And I just pray that God will be gracious to you to help you to do that. So, I want to leave us with Matthew 8, 28, verse 18 through 20. Matthew 28, verse 18 through 20. It takes me a little while to get there. Like I said, I didn't mark it off. I'll be better prepared next time. And uh, maybe through the art of editing, you won't be able to see this. And... Uh, Maybe we'll leave it in there for you. Matthew 28, verse 18 through 20. 
And of course, this is the Great Commission. It's, it's Jesus' last words. And I've realized a long time ago, listen to the last words that a man speaks, because that's probably going to be his most important words. Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Not all of us can go on the mission field. But all of us can tell somebody about Him. And not just tell somebody about Him. Make disciples. Replicate yourself into that person. Be what Paul said to be. Follow me as I follow Christ. Set the example for somebody out there. I want to leave you guys just with a little story that I heard a long time ago that really impacted me. It's about the little boy that was walking on the beach and uh, they had a red tide that came through and all these hundreds of thousands of sea stars washed out on the beach. And he was walking and he took a sea star and he would throw it in and take another couple of steps, pick up another sea star, toss it back into the ocean. There was a man that was watching him and walked up to him and said, my boy, there are hundreds of thousands of sea stars laying all over this beach. How will you ever get to throw them all back into the ocean? And he looked at the man as he picked up another sea star and said, You know what? I might not be able to save all of them, but this one will live. And he threw it back into the ocean. Not all of us can go on mission trips, but all of us can give. Give financially. Give in prayer. Pray for the nations. Pray for those around you. Pray for this nation. The United States of America really needs your prayers right now. Thank you for this time that I get to spend with you. Thank you for listening to me. I hope I challenged you today. I hope you got something out of this message. God bless you. Let's pray together. Father God, I just bless all those sitting in front of me. Father, be with them. Father, let your face shine upon them. Lord, speak to them. Help them to grow in relationship with you. Father, so that we can go out and change the world according to Matthew 28, 18 through 20. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
Thank you for joining us today for the Joshua Nations Inheritance Podcast. If you'd like to know more about the ministry of Joshua Nations, please check out our website, joshuanations.org. Also, if you'd like to know more about the Joshua Nations Inheritance Prayer Movement, please check out that website, prayer.joshuanations.org, for more information. Thank you again, and please join us next time for the Joshua Nations Inheritance Podcast. We hope you have a blessed day.